Hi, everybody, and welcome back to a new episode of Frog Flakes. This is season two, episode six. I'm Michelle Carter, and I'm here with my co-hosts. Angie Van Houston. And Richard Edgman. And today we have a super special guest. Hi, guys. I'm Megan. I'm from Celebrity Dish. Um, yes, thank you for an having icon, me. My favorite human. <laughs> besides Richard and Michelle, of course. Oh, thank you, okay. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, Megan. Um, so I'm a senior. I uh, love movies mm-hmm. and TV. Watch it all the time. Perfect. Top three favorite movies. Uh, top three in order are Goodfellas, mm-hmm. Legally Blonde, and The Princess Diaries. Love it. And what are your thoughts on Timothy Chalamet? Um... <laughs> Love him, can't live without him, the light of my life, the sunshine of my day. Do you want to just I, drop your Twitter handle right now? Oh, sure. You can follow me at MMG721 on Twitter or follow us at CelebDish underscore TCU and you'll find me under the header Future Mrs. Chalamet. There we go. There we go. That's what I was looking for. All right. Let's start with our Tales from the Trade. Who wants to go first? Let's go for it. I think I'll go first. All right. So kind of more kind of standard industry news. Uh, a deal was made by arbitrators between Fox and the producers of the TV show Bones, which Fox aired, to have uh, the pr- Fox pay $179 million to the producers over kind of licensing fees and royalty checks. This is after a couple years of litigation where Fox has been saying that technically Bones hasn't made any money. I know we've talked about this before, but like the Hollywood accounting of mm. things making profits but never officially making it on the books. The arbitrator has said this is ridiculous, especially (laughs) since Fox owns the main uh, broadcasting for Bones, Hulu. They have a 30% stake, so they're double-dipping in profits and saying we're still not making any money. Uh And they basically said that they had to pay this large sum to punish Fox. Uh, This is the second case in recent history to actually have kind of licensing issues. Uh, The previous one, which was Fox's new owner, Disney, Mm -hmm. had to pay $319 million for... uh, uh, rights over who wants to be a millionaire. So, I don't know. We're going to see a lot of, lot of payments. I know we talked about Netflix and streaming services a lot mm-hmm. on the show before, and we may actually start to see money change hands. It's not just like, <laughs> except for Netflix of paying their producers and paying their showrunners, like actually the syndication on, you know, online, maybe more ads as a result. Right. I know, like Hulu tried before and it kind of failed, but I wouldn't be surprised. But what do y'all think? I think we shouldn't be surprised. It's a form of capitalism, let's yeah. be real, mm-hmm. money. But I, I, I'm surprised that this hap- has happened before and no one is doing anything. Well, well yeah. they are doing well, stuff. Well, it's been around for a while. I know, like, the the actor who played Darth Vader, not the James Earl Jones voice, but the actual one in the suit, oh, yeah, yeah, has yeah. never received payment for Return of the Jedi because that movie technically has never made a profit. Wow. Wow. So it's not anything right. new. <laughs> no profit. <laughs> yeah. No profit. But I would be mad. I want my profit. If, yeah. I'm working, if I'm working hard on something like this, like, please give me the money I deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things we deserve, you have some Game of, the, oh, Game of Thrones news, yes, I believe. We do deserve Game of Thrones in our lives. Uh, Always. So Sunday, I believe, is when HBO dropped a trailer of all of the new shows that were coming out. Yes. In addition to showing a little preview of some of the shows that we love like Big Little Lies and oh. Barry which are both coming back so yes. soon cannot Let's, wait can we get hyped for just for just two seconds before we go into it just get yeah. hyped for all of HBO's content that's wait. coming out yeah and that yeah. trailer looked amazing yeah, it, that original yeah. stuff looked like really. wow but yeah. the thing we do deserve the most is oh, Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and there was about a three second clip of a dragon yes. mm-hmm. going through Winterfell we think is that something like somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in the like north that. somewhere in the north and then Arya is just mm-hmm. looking at it and she's 
always wanted to see a dragon. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my and heart. Arya, you know, kind of mining the clips we have. Arya's wearing that sash with the wolf on it. Yeah. So she's full Stark now. It's no more a girl. A it's girl Arya Stark oh. back in action. Yes. Going to start killing some Lannisters and some zombies. Oh, I'm on. down for it. Goodness. Yes. But, so, yesterday, a bunch of new posters came out yes. of each of the characters sitting on the throne. Mm-hmm. And you can also use the hashtag and the emoji with that I character. It. I think that's yeah. really cute. But there's an idea that Jon Snow's fate might have been revealed in one of the posters because he is posing the same exact way, spoiler alert, as Ned Stark. Ooh. But yeah. He's, I mean, no. but he's already been where Ned's gone and come back. I mean, he's been like, yeah. spoiler the, alert. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of spoilers, sorry. And there was a quote, because I, okay, yes, I did see these two pictures side by side and there was a quote from Ned from like season one that was like you might not have my name but you have my blood that's true so it's like oh like he's gonna but I mean he's got other blood in him too well yeah I mean yeah I mean (laughs) but it it could be like one of those little subtle hints I'm sure HBO has been dropping plenty of them to us and we just haven't noticed them yet so I wouldn't be surprised in terms of a marketing strategy just gets people thinking you know Mm -hmm. I'm very I'm very anxious to see like where the trailer is when the trailer is finally gonna come out I know yeah, and so all of that. Megan, you don't watch the show, correct? I don't. No, but... So this was a very interesting to hear, but it was like, I don't... I'm not understanding, <laughs> but it sounds very interesting, and I'm very excited for all of you. And I'm sure Thank with you. Twitter and social media, you're yeah. seeing so... Literally... As someone, as someone who does social media. Yeah. yeah. I see it. I saw it yesterday, mm-hmm. and then they were doing, like, a Twitter competition or something the day before yesterday or... Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, I don't remember, that was like respond to the tweet and they'll like give you a clue or something like that. So I don't know. But I do imagine that they would do be doing like dropping subtle hints that you'll like mm-hmm. once the whole series is over, you'll be able to go back and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe. Mm-hmm. Well, I think but Game of Thrones, a lot of it is surprise. Mm-hmm. You think it should happen this way. Right. So mm-hmm. they could be completely opposite. Of like they would build up the thing and go, uh, actually... You were all wrong, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. season three ending is where I go to, you know, Red Wedding. Right. Like, right. you yeah. don't expect that to happen. You don't. And, no, but that's almost the hallmark. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the rug gets pulled out. Kind of like when you found out, spoiler, spoiler alert, that Dan is Gossip Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? I didn't know that. I said no. I'm so sorry. Major spoiler alerts. But anyone who's listening to this, Gossip Girl's been around forever. Yeah, Game if you haven't seen around Gossip Girl. Forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely watch those shows. But at the same time, at this point, you should know what happens in it. So don't worry about giving spoiler alerts. Oh, yeah, no. It's that. totally fine. <laughs> no. Um, and as super fans, you, you two, which poster do you like the most of the ones that you saw? Oh gosh! I thought the uh, Night King one was just shot. I, 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 I actually agree. Like, oh because I think he, re- I think he reminds me of the Green Seer, in that. Yeah. And at the very mm-hmm. of like that North of the Wall magic stuff. Yeah. It's very very cool. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that one was actually the last one I saw. Like I saw all the characters, and then it, the, that's the one I least. Expected. I find it funny that it's the one that did not get as much love. Like yeah, everyone is true. like, no, don't even speak no. of that evil. Don't you <laughs> no. put that evil on me? It's like, no. wow, <laughs> no. crazy. It's a big note for that. Um, with the other HBO shows that are coming out, what are we most excited for? Because there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of good content coming mm-hmm. out. What do we think? I've seen a trailer for the second season of Barry. Yes. And that looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you bring back the kind of Russian... Uh, kind of number two is his new like in between yeah. mm-hmm. I think that dynamic works really well mm-hmm. I'm fascinated to see him open up more in acting yeah uh, <laughs> true Bill Hader yeah. and then 
know how it hangs? Is that his name? Is that uh, he's like the hitman bald guy? Yeah, the one who's yeah. played by Anthony Carrion, who plays Zaz in Gotham. Yes, yes, exactly. He's a really he's a really he's interesting amazing, character, yes. and like the hitman guy. I'm excited to see where his character. Yes, and that them, them as a partnership is yes. is amazing. It's amazing. Uh, what about y'all? Do you guys have any HBO shows you're looking forward to? Big Little Lies. So excited, and I'm really excited to see Meryl Streep. Um, I started watching Big Little Lies over the summer because of that picture of Reese Witherspoon throwing the ice cream cone at Meryl Streep. And I thought that happened in season one. So I like was binge watching, like waiting for this ice cream (laughs) cone to happen and it never did. And then I realized on Twitter that it said it was for season two. And it was so incredible that like I literally can't wait. We all I, cut up though, so now yeah, you can just yeah, yeah, yeah. when the moment it happens, you can be there ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Show you, me that ice cream cone. Do you like the characters in Big Little Lies? Yes. 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 Specifically, any of them? Um, I love Zoe Kravitz's character. Mm-hmm. I just love that she's like such a like hippie. I don't know. She's so uh, she's so cool. And Reese Witherspoon's character is like very much like how I feel like I would be as a mom. I mean, besides like her like extracurricular things that she gets up to, but like just like how type A she is and like her relationship with her daughters and like, yeah, I I feel like that would be me. I haven't seen most of it yet, but I know the character development for what I've seen. I think I'm four or five episodes I've seen, but Laura Dern, who plays Renata, Mm -hmm. she's really good. And then Nicole Kidman, and I forget her character's name. Celeste. Celeste. Iron Bay. They had like her her. and um, (laughs) Skazgard. I don't remember which one. Oh, yeah. Alexander. Alexander? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that relationship was just. I have chills. Wow. So I'm curious in terms of like character development. I think HBO does a really good job with any of its content. I will say the best character on that show is Reese Witherspoon's younger daughter. She is so funny and she has like literally the best taste in music. <laughs> like she's like like seven or eight years old and she's like listening to Leon Bridges and I'm like Hey, awesome. How? <laughs> Same. At that time. Michelle, do you have anything you're looking forward to? Um actually on like the documentary side, they have the new trailer for the Adnan Syed trials and that tr- that case was famous from Serial, the Serial podcast oh, season yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so this is the first time we're seeing like footage of of everything that Serial season one was all about. And it's, wow. I think it's going to be four episodes because... That sounds right. It, I mean, it, it, for the people who don't know, it's about a guy who was accused of murdering his girlfriend, but all of the evidence in the case is very circumstantial and it's very hard to pinpoint like who actually did it. And... From the podcast, he was able to fight an appeal, and he was granted an appeal. And so now the 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 documentary is going to be like over his fight to be acquitted, I guess, or be found not guilty in the least. And so um, it's going to be really interesting to see this perspective. And we know that HBO has really good documentaries. Like last week, we talked about Finding Neverland. Yes, is that what it's called? Yeah, yes. I think so. And so um, I'm just excited over that. And it's going to be this new face of things that we haven't seen yet. I'm so so yeah, I'm I mean, for everybody who was Serial season one fans, Serial season two maybe not so much. But like season one was really really good, and it was like you had it was like. We were super into it, so I'm just really excited what HBO is doing with it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be good. All right, I think we should shift gears a little bit yeah, from HBO. Uh, Megan, you came in with a little tale from the trade, right? Yeah, I did. So the Oscars was Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting to say the least. We can probably get into that later. <laughs> that well, but yeah. one of the showstoppers of the night was Lady Gaga's necklace, which was 
huge and <laughs> insane and shiny and just like so beautiful. But it was 128.54 carats, which is like beyond comprehensible yes. yeah. because yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, five carats is so big. Right. And I'm like, uh, never mind. <laughs> um, and it was last worn by Audrey Hepburn in 61 for the Breakfast at Tiffany's like uh, promo shots mm-hmm. and in the movie. And I thought that was like, I don't know, like it's hard to say like who's going to be like the like blank of our generation or whatever mm-hmm. like who people will remember in the future but mm-hmm. I liked that Lady Gaga wore that because I do think that she's someone that people are going to talk about for like a really really long time mm-hmm. so like maybe someone will wear that necklace again and be like oh in my god 50 years yeah Lady yeah. Gaga wore that and Audrey Hepburn wore that mm-hmm. I thought it was phenomenal I think Gaga is someone who understands like history and yeah. like pop culture references of she probably like understood the importance of it as a person. She's not like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, she didn't look at the carrot size. She was like, Audrey Hepburn wore this. You know? Right, yeah. Right, like, right. Kind of even her own, that movie is almost like a, a celebration of Hollywood and things past. Exactly. So it's, it's part of her whole kind of journey through this kind of Absolutely. this season. And going off that, remember Lady Gaga got the Golden Gloves. She wore the dress that kind of mimicked a little bit of what Barbara Streisand yeah. wore. Mm-hmm. So she's very... Sentimental. Sentimental. And aware. I, I kind yeah. of like that. You know, she's definitely giving people attention from old Hollywood yeah. a little bit. She know? gives the people what they want. She gives the people what they want. It also made me think, like, where is Anne Hathaway? Because this seems very Ocean's 8. Like, <laughs> yes. somebody check on that necklace throughout the night. It's <laughs> oh, true. That's so beautiful. All right, guys. Oscar time. It's we, Oscar we need, time. We need to get into that. Speaking this. of Lady Gaga... Let's just get into it. What do we think about everything that happened on Sunday? Man. Shallow. What a night. Tell me something, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was um, shallow, I should say. Yes. Yeah, the performance was phenomenal. Because the the show was kind of... No, the show was eh, um, eh. But shallow was so good, and it was very very intimate. Yes, yes, that is the word I would like, use. Uncomfortably almost. And this is like my celebrity dish side coming out, but Bradley Cooper's girlfriend, I don't know if it's his girlfriend or his wife. His but girlfriend. They're, they're life partners. Um I can't I <laughs> can't even say her child. name. I'm not even gonna Irina Shake. Uh, Irina. Irina. Okay. Irina there's rumors, there's rumors before the show started that she had moved her stuff out of their house. Oh, oh. And so I was going into the award show, like, thinking, like, oh, like, this is kind of, like, a front, but, like, they're, like, done. And Lady Gaga is broken up with her fiancé. So I'm like, oh, my God, it's lit- it's happening, it's happening. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, well, he's not going to do something crazy because his girlfriend is right in the audience. And then the Sitting performance happened. between them. Yes, which was very, way. very, very uncomfortable. I was like, <laughs> why is this happening? Who did this arrangement? And they were so close to each other yes. and so touchy feely. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga said on Kimmel, I believe, yes. that yeah. it was an act. Yeah, yeah. I, they felt. I mean, it felt very much like Allie and Jackson. I'm like, they were like really feeling that vibe. True, but mm-hmm. they weren't like in costume and they weren't in the movie and. Like his girlfriend was sitting in the <laughs> audience, so it just sucked. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure she and felt really comfortable. Camera just gets so close. So like, so yeah. yeah, and I and I did read also that they had designed their performance to be 
part of like a movie performance, like a movie experience. Mm-hmm. Like they're not they they walked up to the stage from their seats. They mm-hmm. were they were not introduced as in like coming in from the side stage or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And so his move from the side of the piano to sit next to her and that really zoomed in thing from the camera, that was all part of their it was all planned like that. And then I read that Bradley Cooper's girlfriend was the first person to stand up and clap and give them a standing ovation. Oh. So I was like Oh, oh, okay. They got two standing ovations. We didn't yes, see the second one, but this when they when they came back and yeah. sat down after they exited the stage, they did get a second standing ovation. Yeah, that's true. Oh. I read that too. Because that was the best part of the night. I know. Yeah. yeah. And I... I think Bradley Cooper, he was, like, so nervous to perform. I think he sounded okay. Um, <laughs> it was a little rough at the yeah. beginning. Yeah. But, rough. again, I was going through the same kind of, like, feeling that I had when I first got to the movie, which it took me, like, a solid 45 seconds to, like, unregister him as Rocket. From Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy to Bradley Cooper singing on stage. Yes. I felt like the I felt like the first thirty minutes of the movie, I was like, Why is Rocket talking? Why is Rocket talking? Why is Rocket talking? I wish I could see it through oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> I did see, I did see a, meme, a meme a Twitter meme though with Rocket yes. and Lady Gaga. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Please send that to rude. me because I haven't <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that. I love that. <laughs> They were so close to each other. I was just like, it was like a second where Lady Gaga yeah. was just like, it looked like she was going to go for it. And yeah. Then like mm-hmm. back, I, was I like, think oh. all the people we watched were leaning in as much as the camera. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember my reaction. I was like, no. I, I was watching it with Michelle and yeah. my roommates and we were all just screaming. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just Do it. scream. Do it. Kiss already. I think because Richard and I were in the same watch party yes. too and mm-hmm. like we all just like freaked. There was two times we freaked out and I'll transition. Yes. That moment yes. and when Olivia Coleman won the Oscar. Please, oh, please tell us more oh about that. Gosh. Please go I think for it. All what thought, a queen. What a literal yeah. queen. Literal. So Glenn Close looked like she was dressed to get that award. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Did you guys see the memes of like Oscar winners wear gold on the day they win? So it was a picture of Meryl Streep in a gold dress the day she she won, and I want to say it was Helen Mirren when she won for uh, the Queen. Iron, Iron Lady? Or or, I mean, yeah, yeah Iron yeah. Lady for Meryl Streep and then the Queen oh. for Helen Mirren. Okay, yeah, you're right. But they were both wearing these gold outfits, and there was Glenn Close with her gold outfit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she didn't make it. I think everyone was shocked. I think you can even look... When you saw the picture of the five women yes. who were nominated, yes. and they said yeah. Olivia Colman, like Glenn Close looked shocked. Melissa McCarthy was like, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Gaga was also like, oh wow, I knew it wasn't gonna be me, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then cut to Emma Stone, who's like oh, fully screaming. Yes. Emma Stone was just like kissing her yeah. and like yeah. happy. I'm like, I wish I had a friend who supported me. Like, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, that's me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um but her speech was the most wholesome one. <laughs> she, so yeah. she she was so shy. She's like, kids, I hope you're watching. <laughs> this is not gonna happen again. And then she was like, But if you're in bed, it's okay. <laughs> but if you're in bed, it's okay. And then like the thing told her, they were like, please wrap up. And mm-hmm. she's like, please wrap up. <laughs> and then she thanked Lady Gaga. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that'd be so nice. Like, thank the people in the front row. <laughs> I'm sure Whoever if I Ma- see. <laughs> I'm sure if Meryl Streep was in that front row, Olivia Coleman would have thanked her. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, sure. Of course. She would be like, For some reason. Meryl Streep, I love you. <laughs> but I think this award was well-deserved, especially since the favor got snubbed from everything else. Absolutely. And I've, I already had, like, zero faith that the favorite was going to win anything. I was like, oh my god, not another ladybird where it gets snubbed. And um, then Olivia Coleman won and I was just like, oh, thank God. Man, yeah. so happy. She, she, really good job. There's the argument that maybe she should have been in the supporting category. Yes, yeah. But at this point, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> at this point, she already won it. Yeah, right. she won it. She deserves it. It's going to be it. 
a good show. Yeah. And three minutes and 43 seconds on YouTube if y'all just want to go back and watch <laughs> it. Was it really three minutes long? Oh, I think I, mean, I think it also just shows her like well, they were getting also, them out. Uh, then okay. they're already over their three hour mark. So I think they just said forget yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. But they were very timely this year. They well, were, that kind of brings me to one of my points of like the, the kind of costuming and mm. uh, other uh, categories that were going to be originally cut from this broadcast mm-hmm. or done during commercials. They hit the lights pretty quick on mm-hmm. those. They yeah, did. I mean, there was multiple times we heard like speeches just ended. Mm-hmm. I know for an- oh my god, film, <laughs> <laughs> the, no, right, right after they cut him, he thanked Stan Lee, and that was like, and between uh, that and his in memoriam photo, mm-hmm. I think yeah, that was that can was. We, well. yeah, can we just talk about that for a moment? <laughs> Go for it. The, what was his photo? I don't really. It was remember. the fire hose the and the it hose. going up. It was like this <laughs> the most. showed cameo from one of the movies he was in. Yeah, it was. It was. The most mm. <laughs> uh, I would think I was too busy crying during that part. I always yeah. cry during the in memoriam. You cry. Going back to the speeches, it was just like some of them just got cut. I was like, yeah. wow, like yeah. that's a big that slap disaster. In the face. What was that category? Was it the makeup, hairstyle, and war- oh, yeah, right. yeah. No, no, those were three people. Me giving a group presentation. Yeah. I saw this thing on Twitter that was like, "This is like ninety percent of college group projects." <laughs> so, <laughs> it was so bad. So true, but I. I would be upset if like you're accepting a speech and it got cut off. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. if you're gonna thank San Lee or if, yeah. I'm gonna, if I'm gonna thank someone and it gets cut and then they yell at me, I'm like, well, I actually did thank you. You just didn't hear it because they cut but it off. We have yeah. time for Melissa McCarthy's rabbit pu- hand yeah, puppet. Yeah, and puppet show. <laughs> <laughs> right. She couldn't even. Who was she presenting thing. with? Uh, that was Brian Tyree Henry. <laughs> that was the paper boy in Atlanta. That was a disaster. This outfit. <laughs> and it, I, mean, I get what they're doing. They're like trying to pack the most movie yeah. into an outfit. But what? I'm sorry. You just said his name. I forgot. Brian Tyree Henry. Brian. When he like took off his wig or whatever, and he had like like the Wakanda like yeah. face yeah. paint on. I was like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was great. That was Melissa McCarthy's idea, apparently. And they I just doesn't, I would, no, doesn't, doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Is your after party <laughs> outfit? I did. The tracksuit. Oh, track yeah. Suit. Uh-huh. Very Army Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same. My favorite was the, the, the three-second clip of Lady Gaga being like, I need a drink. Yeah. Like, two seconds after the Oscars. Or, actually, I think my favorite clip of the night is, like, which is so sad because I love him, but Rami Malek falling down the oh. steps. <laughs> <laughs> all the people fixing his bow tie. Yeah. <laughs> there is a edit that someone put on either Twitter or Instagram or something that was a Rami Malek falling to the beat of a hollow bad girl that and then there's like a whole Instagram account that like edited the clip against different songs and it's so funny I want to talk about Bohemian Rhapsody yes speaking of editing Megan Megan, you probably like it the most out of the four of us here but I don't even know if you like it as like much as most people do okay 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 so this is my thing Going into the movie, Queen fan, automatically I'm like, I'm going to see an awesome movie about Queen and I'm going to cry. Because spoiler alert, I cry in every movie I see. (laughs) And so I didn't know what to expect. I didn't look at any reviews or like hear anybody talking about it. And so when I went to see it, I was like, oh my God, so good. Like I cried, I laughed, I sang, whatever, Mm -hmm. done. And then I was like so into it that I was like, I'll go see it. Like, four more times I don't care I'm bored I got nothing else to do so then when I watched it again I was like loved it third time I guess I was like I'd seen it so many times that I was like not I was like kind of blase Mm -hmm. to it and then I was like that's really weird 
and that's really dark <laughs> and what is going on here and why is this edited like this like the whole scene of them outside at the restaurant when they're become their like, signing to queen mm-hmm. and it's all over twitter that's like literally like z- 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 like so many mm-hmm. cuts yeah. but i really liked the movie in its premise and in its like concept and i think that's already because i liked queen going before this so i was putting my like movie like critical side Yes. To the side, mm-hmm. but I definitely don't think it like deserved all the awards that it won, and especially at the Oscars, the film editing was just. <laughs> how do we, how do you feel about Bohemian Rhapsody having more Oscars than The Godfather? That when I heard that <laughs> Michelle told me that when we were watching the Oscars, and I am a connoisseur of mob movies. I love the mob. Mm-hmm. If you're in the mob, hit me up. But like, <laughs> like don't whack me. Like I just like wanna I wanna be a side eye. That is absolutely insane. And I like love Queen. Like probably like top top three favorite bands of all time. I love them too. But oh my god, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Like, exactly. did you watch? You watched it on like ABC, like live. Yeah. Did you hear the American Idol? Like, it's kind of like oh, a Queen song. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, how did? We... But now it's like becoming a whole thing, and like Queen is like. I mean, In Queen again. opened the show. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how incredible that was because seeing Brian May, who is seventy-two years old. Doctor, Doctor Brian May. May. Yeah, he's an astrophysicist. Get Mm -hmm. it right. He was phenomenal. (laughs) Again, I was watching it with Michelle. She can attest. It just full blown screaming the entire time (laughs) and crying at the end with that like picture of Freddie that came up. Yes, a lot of crying, a lot of tears. Yeah. Our viewing was a little different. Yeah. Yeah. We both saw Adam Lambert and how everyone sat to, was uh, not clapping in time. Yeah. 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 They, sat was, down they the all second. just sat down. Like, they all just got a cue to sit yeah. down yeah. Like, afterwards. Well, yeah. so I don't really understand why the why Adam Lambert is like the front man. Well, he's been with Queen uh, yeah. for like for a couple years. Yeah. And like Brian May and uh, Roger Taylor like mm-hmm. picked him. Yes. And I'm like, why (laughs) but I like didn't really get it until I actually like a couple nights ago watched a performance that they did on um James Corden Uh and he did Don't Stop Me Now which is like it was like 10,000 times better like definitely his song definitely in his range and I'm like Y'all should have done that. (laughs) He has the energy for it. Yeah. I don't think the the selection was right. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, we are the champions. And then it felt like a little like a... they knew they were getting the awards. It it, it felt like bad luck. I mean, like, I'm superstitious, so, like, singing we are the champions before you have an award show, like, I wouldn't do it. (laughs) But... Yeah, definitely the wrong song choice for him. Yeah. Can we go back to the, okay, can we go back to the <laughs> Bohemians film editing, though? Mm-hmm. Do you think it deserved to win? No. No. What, no. what can you, Michelle, can you, you have the list. Can you remind I us? I do. The, nominee, the nominees for that uh, category were Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice. Black Klansman. Black Klansman. We were rooting yeah. for it. I think it we were all rooting. On this I don't podcast. Know. Uh, I was going to say Vice. Okay. I, there's an argument for that. There's Vice. a good argument for I Vice. Real, I, it's, it, I there's thought... There's a lot of, like, that, that quick motion. That yeah. They, they know when to hold on a shot to, like, just bring you in. It was very much like the big short. Yeah. But it's a little bit more restrained. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you're probably the only one who also saw Vice, right, Michelle? You didn't see it. I haven't seen it yet, no. Right. I thought it was so. I thought it was so funny, and I think the editing helped a lot with that, like the humor aspect. Of, even though it was something that's like so serious. Yeah, I agree. It's very much like it's. I think it's kind of the problem. The Big Short had those asides mm-hmm. where like Margot Robbie mm-hmm. in the bathtub. Yeah. Like, for some people that was kind of too distant. Yeah. And they took that out, but it lost people at the same time of being, I don't, where's the humor in it? And there's like, it's supposed to be these are people leading the free world. <laughs> 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 yeah. I love it. Um, but Black Klansman and Spike Lee, how do we feel about Spike Lee that night? I was so happy for him. <sighs> and also like, I need that like energy, that yes. eternal energy mm-hmm. he had. When he won, he was so that was so happy. That hug, I was so cute. And I also like again cried. I promise that I'm like happy. Like I said, I've <laughs> talked about how much I've cried this episode. But um, the rings that he was wearing, like love the and hate, mm-hmm. from, yeah. do, from the right thing, right? do the right yes. thing. And when he got up there and he was wearing them, he was giving a speech. I was just like thinking about how much he deserved to be up there for do the yes. right thing mm-hmm. and how he was up there now and I was like oh oh love and you channeling prince with that purple suit yes. and the yeah. necklace the necklace for, yeah you looked oh. like Waluigi from Super Mario just <laughs> 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 oh, saying but I mean he but, finally won something yeah it's just like it's yeah. about time yeah I want to I want to bring something up something we haven't brought up yet Okay. Spike Lee, well, it's tying into Spike Lee and Green Book. Yes. Guys, Green Book won Best Picture, oh. and Spike Lee we, just like. Are we surprised? First off, no, I I, I oh, I was I, I literally pre- gobsmacked. Really? I, yeah. yeah I, like, did y'all wait, y'all think Roma? I, I thought was, the favorite I, was gonna win. Oh, I love for the favorite. I thought Roma was gonna win. Yeah. And um, right after the awards, I got into the the whole Twitterverse and what they all had to say, and a lot of um. A lot of tweets and a lot of uh, articles were talking about how, for the best picture category, you have a it's a it's a preferential ballot, and so you have to rank your mm-hmm. your movies in order of preference, yes. which is opposite to what every other category is, where you just put in one vote, like your favorite for each other category. Here, you have to rank them, mm-hmm. and so with Green Book, apparently, it didn't get most people's number one, and so you're getting mm. second and third choice votes, and that's how they. T- tabulate it and get Green Book as the winner. I hate to say this, but it has to do, I think, with more of the older mm-hmm. white group yeah. voting Green Book as their number one and probably ranking Roma a little lower. Lower. Because a lot I of people say. did say, yeah, a lot of people um, had the argument that they were going to give Roma the best foreign film, so why give them the best picture? Exactly. That's what was my argument. We're yeah. going to get like, cinematography, mm-hmm. best director, and then best foreign film, right. and then we'll do Green Book for best picture. But it's literally the Green Book is like, everyone's second choice. So like, yeah. it's not bad. You can't, yeah. you can't hate it. Yeah. Right? But right. when you're against the favorite, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think when you're against that, Roma. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem is you have fracturing and all those other ones. You yeah. have yeah. like your kind of artsy historical piece and the favorite mm-hmm. you have kind of your like action movie with Black Klansmen you're really popular and, and Black, and Black Panther. Panther your more comic book modern yeah. movie and then you have you A know, Star is Born A Star is Born for almost a musical time yeah re- like released. remake classical Hollywood almost Oscar baity mm-hmm. and then yeah. Green Book being your real Oscar bait like, yes. Yeah. yes but Green Book is like one of the lowest ranking best pictures in terms of like if you look at a list, I forget, someone told me this, but you look at a list of how, like, films are ranked. Oh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, and then, I saw that. I forget what website, but it was the lowest, the Green Book was yes. the lowest ranked ever for... it was, like, 44. For, yeah, yes. it was the lowest yeah. ranked no ever surprise. for a Best Picture. And I'm totally not 
surprised either. And yeah. views aren't views weren't that hot either, but that's because it's streaming yeah. service either. Right. I think so. Julia Roberts sign off that kind of just like it's over now kind of yeah. summed up my feeling <laughs> yeah. of like we're not surprised. I mean, we, Hi to Bradley Cooper's mom. <laughs> yeah. Hi to my kids and see you next year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's an interesting show. Not my favorite, of course. I don't think what it is. And I, I do want to bring up, what do we think about hostless Oscars? Um, Good point. Amazing. If yeah. I, like, did not miss a host. I didn't either. I think you could have made it even faster in some yeah. of the jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I mean, you had Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Maya Rudolph. Yeah, that was good. That was was like good enough for me because the only thing that you'll miss about a host is an opening monologue. Mm -hmm. I would say those that opening bit and then John Mulaney and Aquafina. Oh my god, what a face! Constance Wu and Chadwick Boseman. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, Yes. Yes. that was another good. I would be fine with any of those three groups just hosting in the future. (laughs) Yeah, but a hostess Oscar is not too bad. Yeah. I thought it was still moved pretty smoothly. It mm-hmm. flowed really well. Um, it was shorter than last year, which was a big plus, which yeah. is what everybody wanted. It mm-hmm. was over the three hours, but last year's it was close to four, and this mm-hmm. one was um, three hours and twenty minutes that around. Right, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, they still kind of achieved what they were kind of hoping for, but yeah, um, and we were able to get really every well. category in, which was yes. so, which yeah. was so yeah. nice, so and I'm very thankful. Yeah, for that. Um, is there anything else you guys want to yeah, say? Yeah, so I want to talk about a somebody whose name I can pronounce, and I'm going to talk about why Roma was my favorite all the time for sure. the Oscars. I love, love, love how Guillermo del Toro came out and he presented the, the award mm. and he read his little envelope and he gave this big bear hug to Guaron. It was the cutest thing ever. That was I thought cute. it was yeah. amazing. I loved that he won Best Cinematography. It was obvious, as we said, for Best Foreign Film. Um, and I love that he actually re- referenced uh, Chivo Lubeski, his longtime collaborator who's won three Oscars. He won three consecutive Oscars in the in like maybe three years ago mm-hmm. and um, and he would have been working on Roma but he said that their their schedules were conflicting so um, Guadon t- took over the cinematography and he won and he said like I when I was when I was m- picturing how I would do all of this work I imagined how Chivo would have done it and I was like yes fan moment and so I love that Mexico has this is their first best foreign film win. They've been nominated before. Um, and I love that this is the second year in a row for a Latin American country. Last year it was Chile, which is, you know, my home. Uh, and so I I think it's just great for, it opens up so much Latino representation now. And let's just say, Guadon has five Oscars now. He won three on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, when he won for Gravity, he won two for best director and best film as well. So now it's five Oscars in six years. Mm-hmm. Three, the three amigos are back. Yeah. It's five Mexican directors in six years yes, as well. Yes, that's amazing. So you know, I'm just really happy for all of them. Manuel was thanked as well. You know, yes, so yes. Can't forget mm-hmm. him. No, they're all there. Yeah. Guillermo had my favorite night line oh. of the night. Do you, do you know what I'm talking? about? I just, oh. just him in general. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. oh. so oh. yes. Guillermo, love him. My he had my yeah. favorite line of the night where he said, "You're not going to look at a film differently." Yeah. before the award ceremony and you shouldn't look at it differently afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I really like and especially since I think a lot of people aren't very happy with the results. I think he was kind of hinting like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. we might not get the results we wanted but you shouldn't look at a film differently depending on the awards. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Our, and Andrew and I viewing, viewing um, 
the fact that Guillermo gave Roma like yes. was, was that yes. we felt okay with not winning Best Picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, we had like, a superior moment. Mm-hmm. Of, at least we had that condensed into mm-hmm. the best it could be. Mm-hmm. So oh, I love absolutely. those wholesome, love those wholesome yeah. moments. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, and 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 you know he um, Cuaron in all of his speeches started out by thanking his two actresses and his female co- uh, co-producer, and so he was constantly referring to them. I just want to thank these three people. I want to thank, and then at the end he would always close with thanking his kids, and so he was very consistent and bringing up different aspects of the filmmaking process that he likes the most in each speech and so I just thought it, oh, he's just so great I love his stuff so yeah. I was really happy for them I wonder who's going to win best director next year well, let's got see. Jordan Peele we might have Del Toro and we have got, uh, yeah. Tarantino Tar- oh. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood oh. that's true yeah that's the one that's getting a lot of buzz now I mean we're the, the yeah. new Oscars 2020 has already started. I know. So you'll be curious to oh, yeah. see where we go. Oh, Scorsese. We have something for oh, yes. Scorsese oh, at my the end God. of the year. Yes, yes. The Irishman. Irishman. Mm-hmm. Which is all Italian American actors. Yeah. But Joe Pesci, De Niro, and Pacino. Yeah. Okay. And Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, Let's not forget let's about not forget. that. <laughs> That's a Netflix co production. So it's going to be yeah. in theaters and, and on Netflix. Oh, okay. That's coming out at the end of the year. So Ooh, excited. I don't really know people. how I'm feeling about that. Like, I mean, it's convenient to, like, be able to watch it on Netflix on your own time, mm-hmm. but, like... Well, there was there's actually trouble in uh, Europe over one of the distributors is not letting... They're trying to kick out uh, BAFTA support over letting Roma in because it, mm-hmm. it was a Netflix release, and they're That's saying true. that since there's not, like, um, you know, ticket sales, that it shouldn't be allowed oh. into these competitions. So, like, we're, we may actually see that next year of letting, like... Not Oscars less so because we've had Amazon and Netflix come in now. Mm-hmm. Right. But globally, what gets allowed into these film festivals competitions? Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. I think we got to wrap it up. Do you guys have any last minute things you want to say? Uh, just follow us on uh, Twitter. We're at Frogflix, and we have our reviews up on TCU 360. Yeah, Megan's been writing reviews too. Yeah. yeah. Check out my reviews. Give me a view. <laughs> I would love nothing more. Um, thank you for inviting me, you guys. I had a really yeah. fun time. Oh, it was great I'm having you. So glad you were able to come join us. Look um, for us on Spotify and, and uh, iTunes. Oh, yes. Yep. Oh, we're mm-hmm. making it big. We're going to be big yeah. one day. We're official. All right. See y'all. Bye.